Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet. Um, on this week's episode, we've got Corey Fay with us. And Corey, why don't you say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Corey Fay. I've been doing Spartan races since uh, 2015. A uh, little bit about me: I've got uh, two, uh, four kids total. Uh, had one pretty young, um, but uh, for the most part, I got and then I got another little one running around right now who's under two. Um, oh. But uh, I've been running, been running races uh, since I was teenager. Uh, I ran my first marathon at 14, so kind of a little bit about wow. me and kind of I, I got out of got out of running and you know had to raise my family and take care of my family and stuff like that, and then kind of got back into it. Uh, one with the little one coming, I decided, hey, it was no better time, you know, I want to be here for my little one and be in good shape. So I started uh, started with the Spartan races and fell in love with them ever since yeah and that's that's kind of what you hear from most but they kind of do a spartan race usually on a whim or because a friend talked them into it and they fall in love with it so you said you did your first marathon at 14 um yeah was it a family thing or was it just one of those things like you started found your love of running in school or how did that yeah so my uh my dad started had to get in shape for uh he was in the national guards and so he was running Mm -hmm to get in shape and I was always riding the bike next to him. And then, uh, I just started running with him. And then my dad had done hood to coast and, uh, the Portland marathon, uh, you know, whenever that was, it was probably like 1992 or something like that. And, uh, then we, my, uh, my mom and I started doing hood to coast with my dad. And then, uh, when I was in eighth grade, it was, it, I was like, Hey, I want to do a marathon too. And so I went and did the Portland marathon, uh, finished a little, you know, North of like four hours. And then later that year, I went up and did the Seattle marathon. Uh, it was snowing and cold, but finished in three hours and 30 minutes. So, um, it was, it was just kind of just something that kind of took hold and we kind of did things as a family. We did a couple, uh, like 30k relays where one of each one of us ran 10 ran a 10k relay since there were the three of us so it was pretty cool yeah it was pretty fun growing up that does sound that sounds like a blast yeah um yeah it was always interesting for for me growing up i mean I, i was the youngest of six and my parents were not into athletic stuff at all so i was one of those ones like i hated running like I yeah. played baseball because I could only had to run 90 feet at a time. So, <laughs> no, I totally get it. Yeah, I was a you know a multi sport sport athlete. You know, I played baseball. Um, I played some football in middle school, uh, but I played baseball pretty much until I I graduated. I did cross country and track on uh, my freshman and sophomore year, and then kind of my junior and senior year, I was kind of getting tired of being known as you know, Corey Fay, the runner. And so I kind of didn't like the label. And so I kind of was like, okay, I kind of want to break away from just this one thing that I'm known for. And I kind of just want to do my own thing. So I kind of went away from it for a long time. Yeah. Like that. I I was, I played baseball. I played racquetball. Mm -hmm. I played tennis, all sports that were like really quick, like sprints, but no real like Mm -hmm. distance. Um, I did, play i i was mountain i was really into mountain biking that was my thing as a teenager nice. i loved yeah. mountain biking i'd go up you know just to Kwame pass go up the lifts in the summer and you can ride uh mountain bikes up on top of the, the yeah not just down the, the slopes but there's amazing trails up there too so we'd go up yeah and ride i've seen the trail. some of that yeah so those were my yeah, kind of sports really like, my, like you said i didn't get into running until i was in my 30s and it was just kind of on a whim. I was bigger than I should have been, and that was the one, like, cardio that I found that worked best for me. So mm-hmm. I would, I worked for a company. We had a treadmill, a bike, 
an exercise bike and a bunch of workout stuff downstairs. And instead of going to lunch, I would go work out every day. So, and that's kind of how I got into it. But then injuries and more injuries and more injuries kind of messed me up. But so, like you said, you did that for high school and all that kind of stuff. Um, What, what made you come back to it? I mean, was it kind of one of those things you started getting, what made you come back to doing the racing? Well, the what what really what really brought me back into like one was just one of the things was just getting getting healthy. I wanted to eat right, and, and I I've completely changed what I was eating. I had a, you know I mean I had a kid coming, and I and I I wanted to make sure that going forward in my life that I'm going to be able to be active and be able to kind of play with my kid and be there for my kid. And now I lost my dad about nine years ago. Um, so for me, I lost my dad, you know, I was like 30, 31 years old. Um, and yeah. I just look at like now my kids don't have that relationship with my dad as far as like a, a you know, a grandpa, you know, and I want to make sure that with my kids that I'm, I'm there for them. I want to make sure that I'm there to, you know, be at their graduation and, you know, see all those, you know, see that, see my daughters get married and those kind of things that I feel are very important to me in life. So I just want to make sure that I do everything I possibly can to make sure that I'm in that point where I can, you know, try to live. I want to live as long as I can. That's kind of like my goal is like, I want to live as long as I can, as well as I can. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that that is awesome. I mean, Kind of like I, I said for me, I grew up youngest of six kids. My parents were old. My dad, mm-hmm. you know, retired at 62 when I was 16. So I never had – I always felt like I lost out. You know, my yeah. my brothers and sisters my, were a lot older, and they got to, you know, they had these stories of going, you know, dirt bike riding with my dad and doing all this stuff with my dad. And by the time I came along, right. he was like, yeah, I'm too old to do any of that. So I, right. I, I, I love your, your idea of – you know, your thought of getting healthy and being able to do that stuff with your kids so you can enjoy that time. And that's been one of the things for me has been amazing is being able to do, you know, last year I did a, a full Spartan trifecta with my, my youngest. So mm-hmm. we actually yeah. got the, you know, all three of them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So I, how old I did my, say, uh, I, um, I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, how old do you say your kids were? Uh, so I've got a 23-year-old. Uh, I've got an 18-year-old, a 15-year-old, and then I have one that's turning two in the end of March. Yikes. That's a huge Yeah, so I hit the the reset button. Yeah, that's what my parents did. That's how I did. But luckily, it sounds like you're younger. My parents were like, I think I was, my dad was 45 or 46 when I was born. Right. So that's kind of, you know, it's like, that's a little bit, I mean, you're, you're a little, you were using, sounds like you were what, like 37, 38, you're, you'll still, and you're in good health, so yeah. I think you'll still be able to have fun with that, with that one, so. Yeah, you That's know, awesome. I, I'm so already looking at the kids' uh, Spartan races for her, so I'm kind of like, oh man, I can't wait until oh, she's yeah. old enough, I'm like, well, what's, what's the age, I think it's like four years old or something like that, I'm like, I can't wait to get her out there yeah. and get her muddy, so. Oh yeah, and she'll probably fall in love with it, hopefully. Yes. Right on. So have you had any of your older kids do races with you or? Yeah. So my, uh, I had my 18 year old daughter. She did her, she did a sprint, um, this last year. And then I, her and I traveled down to Monterey and we did the, uh, Spartan, uh, HX three down there in Monterey. Mm-hmm. And we did the, uh, the four, we did, we did the four hours together and then we, uh, drove she drove back up with me and we I did the uh super the next day up in uh Sacramento. Wow. So So yeah, it, she's pretty pretty uh she's been pretty supportive and then my uh my my fifteen year old last year he got his first trifecta last year at fourteen, so that's awesome. Yeah. It's fun to, you know, see your kids going and doing that too that stuff too. So yeah. Tell me a little. I know it's a little not on the kids, but the HX3. Explain that a little bit to everyone, because I'm I'm not even sure I understand exactly what that was. So I I wasn't really 
you know, too sure myself at, at first, like h- how the whole event was going to be. And I, and I'd already signed up for the Sacramento, uh, super because I needed it for, it was going to be my ninth race and my, my third trifecta for, for the year. So it was something that was important to me. It was a goal I had at the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah. I, so I had signed, so signed up, drove down there. Um, basically, Everybody starts as a group. If you've done any of the endurance races, it's basically what happened is is we went for four out we went for four hours, and then at the end of the four hours, which would normally just be a normal hurricane heat, we we you had the choice of continuing on for another eight hours to the twelve hour, or you could just stop right there. So okay. it was kind of like a kind of choose your own adventure and endurance race almost. Hmm. So what and you so did? it was, you know, uh, well, I had already, I accidentally, well, not really accidentally, but I signed up for the 12 hour, not knowing that at the end, I thought it was going to be able to leave at the end of the 12 hours and then still make it up to Sacramento in time. Once I started talking to yeah. some people, there was no way I was going to be able to make the drive in time to end at, I think we would have ended at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then it was about a three, three-and-a-half-hour drive. And then by the time I would have yeah. got there, I would have been, I would have probably just barely missed the very last wave of uh, super uh, that I could have went yeah. out on. And so I just didn't think it was worth uh worth pushing we'll the drive the to to try to make it be, when I already had a goal set at the in, beginning of the year. And I was kind of throwing this in uh, at the end just because they had added, I think they added this one throughout the middle of the season. They had added this race in. Yeah, they do that sometimes. Just randomly add yeah, add so. <laughs> Yeah, which is what I hope they I do my, this year. So They usually do. I mean, that's how I got my first, my first trifecta was in 15. And I did the Montana race, mm-hmm. and then I did Washougal, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for the Super. And right. then all of a sudden, they announced um, the Seattle Super in October. Oh, okay, good, yeah. Yeah, in 15, the very first year of the Seattle Super was in October. So I ended up doing that and finishing out my trifecta. And then the next year, that's when they did the Super in April and turned the October into a beast. So with the very first year, the, yeah, it was so a super, and I did that. My first, my first Spartan race, I think, was the sprint up in Seattle, and I thought everybody was crazy who had done the beast. I think the day before or something like that, and then some of them were out there for the mm-hmm. sprint the next day. And I was like, oh man, these people are crazy, and now I'm like, yeah, now right. I'm doing that, you know? Um, yeah. But I did that sprint. I did that sprint, and then. I was like, I, I, I was hooked. As soon as I did the race, finished the race, I was like, dude, this is awesome. I think it was, I think it was still kind of wet. It wasn't as bad as it's been, but it was, it was kind of wet and it was normal, you know, Seattle weather. And I was like, man, I love this. And then I was like, I got to find another race. What's the next race? And that's when I found the Sacramento race was down in uh, November. And I was like, oh man, I got to go do a super. And then I was like, man, I need yeah. to do a beast now because I want to get a trifecta. And the only beast I think at that time for that year was in Florida. And I was like, I'm not flying across the country to go do this trifecta. I go, but next year I'm I'm going to do I'm going to do my trifecta. And that's when I did uh I got two trifectas the next the following year in 16. You know, because that was my goal. So, and then this year was was three, or this last year in 2018 was, you know, I wanted to get three. You know, yeah, that, that's what's fun about it is trying to get the the more trifectas and more trifectas, and you know, it's kind of it's addicting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's kind of what ultimately got me into the the endurance races is that I went to one and I got hooked. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I absolutely. You know, it's not just the races, but it's really the people that you meet and the relationships that you build in this sport that really make this sport what what I think is more unique than a lot of other sports. It really is. It's more than just the race or the run or whatever. There's so many different layers to this sport that really make it, you know, unique. Yeah. No, that's very true. And, I mean, it's not just, you know, the run – 
obstacle, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's unique, but it's the people. You, you get different right. type of people. I know yeah. when I was running and just running, doing, you know, half marathons and all that kind of stuff, you didn't have that support system. Really, I mean, you kind of had a few your friends that you knew, and maybe if you joined, mm-hmm. like, a running group. But other than that, when you went out on the course, I mean, I know me, I had um, an MP3 player that I put in my pocket and I had it set up to make it so that when certain songs came on, I knew what my time was at, where I was at on time-wise. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't talk to people. I just listened to my MP3 player and went. Right. And, you know, it was, wasn't was until I found Spartan Racers because when I went to go do my first one, I went alone. Because I didn't think anything about yeah. it. I'm like, I've done everything else. You know, even when I did some mm-hmm. of the smaller mud runs, I ran a lot of those alone. And it's like, you know, why not? And then I learned really quickly it's a lot better with people. And yeah, I mean, so I definitely would can, yeah, I would consider myself, you know, very much an introvert. I, you know, I, as you can tell from like even just my story, I grew up as an only child. You know, for me, that just meant that I really, you know, I, pretty much played with, you know, my own, I was in my room and I was playing with cards by myself and, you know, make believe. And so I was very used to just being kind of being alone. Uh, And it is something that's really unique about the sport is there's a lot of, you know, we're all, we're all so different, but yet there's a lot of, a lot of similarities why we're all out there too. Yeah. And that's very true. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. And that's one thing I love about doing this podcast is I, I learn so many things about so many different people. You know, you, you think, you know, you, you see someone who's really athletic and doing good, and you think, oh, they've been an athlete their whole life. That's easy for them. Right. But then you talk to them, and you realize that some of them, yeah, they may have been an athlete their whole life, but there was still that period of time where they weren't. They stopped. You know, they, they stopped doing whatever because of an injury or whatever that they've dealt with the same kind of things that the rest of us have, you know, and in my mind, yep. I, I think about it and it's like, it, it, everyone's had those moments. It's just how long they last. You know, for me, I mean, right. if you look at pictures of me in, in high school, I was 140 pounds. I was basically an athlete with long hair, but I was still an athlete. And it wasn't until I yep. got injured that I stopped being an athlete. And then I tried again and I got injured again. And it was my choice to let that injury, you know, stop me from being an athlete. But everyone has that story. I mean, not the exact story, but yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. Where for either, right. whether it be injuries, kids, wives, whatever, they stopped yeah. being an athlete for a time. And then, like, you chose to go back to it. Yeah. So, so you said your one daughter's two. Yep. So two more years till she gets to start having some fun in the, in the mud. Yeah, and your yeah. 15-year-old, you know, did a trifecta. Your 18-year-old did. That's, I mean, that's awesome that you got the family in there. I know my my 21-year-old daughter, she she tried doing one mud run when my foot was broke and I couldn't do it, so she did it in my place and, like, mm-hmm. didn't go near the water. She wouldn't go near the water, near the mud, nothing. She, like, walked around <laughs> it. Like, well, why are you even here? Is she, when she first showed up, she was wearing a white T-shirt. She's wearing a white T-shirt. I'm like, you, do you realize what this is? <laughs> She's like, what's wrong with the white like, t-shirt? Like, somebody get her a different shirt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I just, I remember the the one with my daughter finishing, you know, I mean, knowing that we were, we were both finishing this endurance race, and this was her first endurance race that she was yeah. doing with me. I was just like, you know, and you, you, when you're, one thing that's different with the the races versus the endurance races is there's not a whole lot of like I can't stop I can't stop or slow down to go make sure she's okay I gotta just hope that you know she's taking care of herself with with a race at least like when we've done the race when I did the race together I was able to help her and make sure she was able to get over walls and those kind of things with yeah. the endurance races I wasn't able to do that so I was just you know, I was, I just remember that those couple moments, right. When I knew she was, she was right behind me and she was, we were finishing up and we were carrying a couple sand, you know, 65 pound plus sandbags up and around this hill, you know, for two hours. And I was like, man, she's, she's, she's going to finish. And just feeling that, that sense of pride that came over me 
was worth like yeah. I was like, man, you can take my shirt, you can take my medal, you can take this dog tag, like this moment that I'm having internally in the feeling that I'm feeling about, you know, my 18-year-old daughter finishing something that's probably the toughest thing that she'll have physically done, you know, it's like that that moment, like you can't take that away from me. So, I mean, I was just really like that overcome by that moment. And those are the moments that, that like I strive to put myself into so that I can have those feelings. Yeah, and that's, I, I know what you mean. I, that was me with, with Benton when he finished his, his – uh, trifecta because it took yeah. a lot to talk him into the beast because we did he right. started he'd done two sprints and then he did the seattle super this last mm-hmm. year and after that super he's like i don't want to do the beast he's like that super <laughs> was insane i i don't want to yeah. do the beast not if it's going to be like that and i'm like honestly this the beast is probably easier than the super you just did i'm like there's right. not as much water you don't have to swim through you know the the barbed wire crawl so yeah so he was it took yeah, a lot I mean, of it, it feels it feels uh, amazing to watch you know somebody overcome just that that those hurdles in life you know that you i just feel like when you when you push yourself physically like like we all are because it doesn't matter if you're first in your age group or you're not placing in your age group but you're just finishing these races we're all physically pushing ourselves to new limits. And when you push your, you watch somebody, especially your kids push themselves like that. It, it makes you feel proud. It does. It really does. And that, that was the thing kind of with Benton with him. He, uh, he's afraid of heights and mm-hmm. watching him go over some of those obstacles that, you know, he's done them a couple times before, but it's always a, you have to really work with him to get him over like the a frame and some of those. Cause he really does not like heights. Um, but like this last one, he finally, he was, took him a little while still, but he was a lot better than he was to begin with. And we, I don't know if you know Jesse from West Coast Obstacles, but he has a habit mm-hmm. of randomly showing up when Benton's on a, a high obstacle and helping getting him over. So I don't know what, <laughs> it's like, he's like his guardian angel. It is so weird. Guardian angel. Like, there we, you go, he yeah. Be, yeah. He won't be racing with us. And all of a sudden we're going over to obstacle and trying to talk him over. And all of a sudden Jesse's like, come on, dude, you got this. I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> where were you at? Wow. So, yeah. So, but yeah, watching him get over those. And I mean, it was the sense of pride that you have when your kids do that is just, yeah, there's nothing that beats that. You can, like you said, you can take all my medals. You can take everything else, but you you will never take that sense of pride. I have watching him finish. So, right. Yeah crazy so what which one do you like better the endurance races or the normal races well you know my whole my whole key my whole thought was going into this year is that i was really not going to do any of the races i was actually only going to do the endurance races um so that kind of probably answers that question for you Unfortunately, what kind of happened is, is as most of the people who do the endurance races saw that they cut the schedule uh, all up and there's not as many endurance races out there. I had already bought a season, yeah. the season pass, but I was going to use my season pass to only do the endurance races. The, uh, besides that, I was gonna, obviously I was going to hit some of the, the races that I really liked, like Montana is just one that a venue yeah. that I absolutely love, but they had also they were going to put a hurricane heat there. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'm going to do the beast. I'm going to do a sprint and I'm going to do the hurricane heat all in that same weekend. Let's do this, you know? And then they canceled the hurricane heat and I'm like, okay, well, I'm already going for the beast and in the sprint already this year. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what it all ends up happening, but you know, I'm already, you know, I'm I'm focused on, and I'm really excited to head down. I head down to uh, Arizona in February. Uh, I'll I will do the 12 hour, and then from there I'll do the sprint, and then that night I'll do the four hour endurance race, and then I'll do the super the next day. I think that's how they have it laid out this year. Is where the sprint is actually the day before the super now, instead of the they used to do the super and then the sprint the last yeah. day i've noticed so that on a couple of vegas is like that vegas is like that yeah. where it's backwards where the the sprint is first and the you know the super is the next day seattle's is still the seattle the super and then the sprint but it's, right. it'll be interesting 
because I usually start my I start my year in Vegas, so I always go to Vegas. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Vegas. Last year I did Vegas. I and that's uh, I think Trevor wanted me to talk because that's what I I try to share with people who are looking at doing the endurance races. You know, I try to help them out mm-hmm. as much as possible. I try to get on the Facebook pages that that they're on and just reach out to people who haven't done these things so they don't make the same mistakes I did. But you know, yeah, Vegas was my first endurance race, but, uh, I, I really enjoyed, um, and I, it was just, you know, completely blind to what I was going to be doing, but yeah, I'd went out there with just the intent of, I, my intent was just go out there and do the super and go out and do the sprint, you know, originally. But then I was like, yeah, "Yeah, what's this hurricane heat? (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how I did my first hurricane heat. I'm like, what's this thing? So, yeah. Yeah, what's this thing that, yeah. that they're not really – they don't really talk about very much, and they don't really publicize it very much. No one really talks about it, you know. I think the uh, – I was cu- coming to go do whatever the event was on Saturday, and the people who had just done the 12-hour uh, were still, like, kind of just finishing up, and I think they were doing some kind of dance or something like that, kind of celebrating the end of the 12 yeah. hours when I was showing up and I was like, you know, now I'm like, Oh man, I can't believe I missed out on that. You know? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trevor is the one that like, he, he said that I should reach out to you and get you on here. So. Yeah. Do well, this you know, a, so, a, I would say let's have a commercial break real quick and then we'll come back and we're going to talk okay. all about endurance and all that fun stuff. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Okay, so we're back from commercials. So we've been talking about everything, but I know endurance was the one thing, like Trevor was the one, Trevor Campbell was the one that said we should talk to you. And like you were saying, you've been giving a lot of advice to people about the endurance. So, yeah, talk about that. And, you know. Well, yeah. so how how this all happened, and, and I'm again, I know we all kind of share some similarities Uh my first endurance race was a hurricane heat out in, out in, uh, let's call it Las Vegas for right now. And I'm doing the yeah. quotation marks just so that everybody understands. Let's call it Las Vegas. I didn't read the fine yeah, print. No. I talked, I talked my wife and my, fr- and her friends into, Hey, let's go to Vegas for a weekend. And they were like, sure. And I was yeah. like, perfect. Hey, what do you guys think about this weekend? And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. I go, perfect. Okay, I had an ulterior motive. The Spartan race, I already knew, was that same weekend. So I was like, hey, I'll get my wife to be able to go hang out with her friends in Vegas, and I'll go do these Spartan races in Vegas. Well, then as I'm paying for the races, I notice that I get charged Arizona tax. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Didn't really put it all together yet. And being a little slow like I am, and get all of our plane tickets, everything ready to go. And I start looking, I go, wait, this thing's out in Littlefield, Arizona. Oh, it must be really close to Vegas. Well, sort of an hour and a half drive, I believe something like that. Yeah. So yep. I'm like, okay, we're flying into Vegas. I'll be able to spend one night with, or kind of hang out that night with our friends. And then we're going to, I'm going to have to wake up at like six in the morning and I got to drive out and do this, uh, I think it was the super was the first day. I think it was Saturday was the super. And I'm like, okay, I got to do the super. And I had already signed up. I was like, oh, why I'm out there, there's this hurricane heat. I'm going to sign up for this hurricane heat. So I sign up for this hurricane heat at the same time. And uh, so I go out, I'm getting ready to do the super. I'm in like the, like one of the first, first waves. I think I'm like nine o'clock, nine o'clock wave. I get done. And the mis- the first mistake I make 
you know, besides obviously not paying attention and not reading emails, you'll see that everywhere if you're doing an endurance race. Everybody will say, pay attention to your emails, pay attention to your emails. Well, I didn't pay attention to my emails. I went onto the Spartan website. Spartan website said, hey, make sure you have a headlamp, make sure you have glow sticks, make sure you're wearing a black shirt, you know, just the basic stuff on the Spartan website. And I was like, okay, cool. I went to REI, I stocked up, I made sure I had the basic things that I needed. Well, yeah, I get done with my my I get done with my 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 race, and I walk over to kind of the information tent. And the first the one of the first other first mistakes that I make is I I asked a question. I said, "Hey, I'm doing the hurricane heat. I don't know where to meet up at." And she says, "Excuse me, are you asking me a question?" And I thought it was really odd yep. the way she phrased it. Like, hey, are you asking me a question? And I was like, I'm doing something yeah. wrong. I already knew I was doing something wrong. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just don't know where I'm supposed to meet for the hurricane heat. It said meet up around like 4 o'clock or something like that. And she's like, that'll be, that'll be 90 burpees. Now, I just finished the super. And I'm like, you know, it's, you know, probably two and a half hours or something like that out there on the course. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, that'll be 90 burpees. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I drop down. I start doing my – I do the 90 burpees. As soon as I'm done with my burpees, she goes, I think you guys are meeting over there. And she points over at the endurance flag that's, that's up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I was like – I was like, she goes, you should read your email. And I was like, I didn't get an email. And so I head out back to my car. And I'm like, I got to I gotta find this email that I must have missed. Right? Yeah. So in Littlefield, Arizona, where this place is at, which is in the middle of nowhere on this dirt bike track, there's really no cell service out there, or it's really, really slow. So I'm trying to go through my email, but my it's really slow. So I'm like, I got to go back into town. Luckily enough, town's about 15 minutes away. So I get back into town, and I get the email up. Well, the email says I need to have a... 12 by 12 cinder block. I need to have uh, 50 feet of 550 paracord. I need duct tape. And I think I needed a reflective vest that I didn't know about. And uh, I think there was one more thing that I needed. Oh, and I needed a waiver as well, a signed waiver. Now, to the races, you don't ever need the signed waiver because we just all use our phone and it, it works as the waiver. They don't need to sign the paper waiver anymore, but it says you need a paper waiver. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. I'll go back and get a paper waiver when I get back to the race. So I'm like, I need to go. Now I'm in a town, obviously, I don't know at all. So I'm like, I go to a Walgreens. I'm like, I'm not in the right place to find a cinder block or 550 paracord, but I find an Ace Hardware. I walk into the Ace Hardware. I say, hey, I need, I need some uh, 550 paracord. They're like, our rope's down this way. So I go down there. There's no 550 paracord. They don't even know what 550 paracord is at this place. They're like, hey, we got some, you know, rappelling rope. We've got some twine. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's what they sent me in here for. So I'm trying to get back on the Internet, which is very slow in this town. I find 550 paracord at walmart of all places walmart and i'm like okay where's this walmart now at this time i'm also under a time crunch because it's probably about two o'clock two two thirty and i need to be back Mm -hmm. at four o'clock so i'm like oh my gosh i need to i need to get back i need to get back in time so that i have time to get everything put together and in my backpack so i drive over to this walmart I'm I'm walking around and uh, they I'm like hey, I'm looking for a 550 paracord and I'm looking for uh, a reflective vest and uh, some duct tape and he's like uh, okay well the 550 paracord's right here boom I had that here's a reflective vest the reflective vest that they give me was like the thin one though not the regular running vest that you would normally get and so I was like man yeah. I hope this works. 
because I didn't know because it's the like the thin one and I was like well they said vest but this isn't a vest this is kind of I don't even know what they call those but uh so I get that I find I find some duct tape uh by somebody else I grab that and I'm like I walk around all of the garden center and I can't find any of these any paver stones that I needed I'm like, man, dang it, I'll have to go back to this Ace Hardware, and I'll just pick one up there. They had to have paver stones back there. So I go pay for this random stuff. So imagine I'm buying some 550 paracord, and I'm buying some duct tape. I'm completely muddy and dirty from the super, by the way, right? And I'm getting this reflective vest, and I'm at Walmart. And I'm like, oh, geez, what can these people possibly think? So – I get back into my rental car. (laughs) Seriously, right? And uh, I'm, uh, well, and we're out in the desert, so maybe they probably already knew what I was, probably had intentions on doing, burying somebody. Um, So I get out to my, I get out to my rental car. People at Walmart like this. Right. I, I get I get all my stuff. I throw it, I throw it in my car. I'm like, I got to hurry up. I've got about a half an hour to figure out where exactly I need to meet and get, and I need to get this waiver as well. So I throw everything in the rental vehicle and I'm getting ready to pull out. I'm actually getting ready to leave. And what do I see stacked up outside of this Walmart? These 12 by 12 paver stones. Yep. I find a parking spot, grab one of the paver stones, being the good citizen that I am, I run all the way back into the Walmart. I didn't steal it. I ran all the way back into the, there. I said I put it on the counter, and I think I was like, man, I need to get some water because I was dehydrated at this point in time. And uh, they're, they're like, how many of these do you want? And I was like, oh, no, I just need this one, paver stone. And they're like, you just want one of these stones. And I go, don't ask any questions. I just bought 550 paracord and duct tape. Right. Yeah. And so I, I I run out to the vehicle. I I head back the twenty minute drive back to to the race and I'm like, Okay, throw everything in my backpack. I've I've gotta go get one of these uh uh waivers now because I couldn't figure out how I was gonna print one out and I was like, I'll just go back and get one. By this time registration is now closed down. It's like the yeah. tent is actually down on the ground. Because it's so windy out there, they had dropped the tent, and there's no waivers there at all. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I'm thinking I'm going to have to run back to Walmart. I'm going to have to take this, like, print out a waiver online and then print it out at, at this Walmart or Walgreens that I had seen and then print it out there and then bring it back. But I'm thinking I've got about 30 minutes now, so I don't really have a whole lot of additional time. And the wind – had blown, there's like a little cattle fence out there, had blown this piece of paper. I walk up to this piece of paper, and it is a blank waiver form. There you go. I grabbed that, bl- I, I grabbed that blank waiver form. I ran up to the merchandise that was still open. The merchandise booths were still open. I said, hey, can I borrow a pen real quick? And I'm thinking, hopefully I don't get penalized for asking this question, but they don't know anything. <laughs> They're like, yeah, sure. So I fill out my I fill out my waiver. I run back to my car, put everything in, and and I made it just in time before you know no, nobody was waiting for me or anything like that. Um, and that was kind of like the trauma. Like I was sitting in my car at one point looking at the list of things that I needed to get before I headed back headed into town and even started on this scavenger hunt. Was man, maybe I should just go back to my hotel in Vegas an hour and a half and just go have fun with my friends and, you know, just come back tomorrow for the sprint. But, you know, I was just yeah. like, I got to do this. I got to, I got to, I got to at least try to get all this stuff put together and see if I can do it. And that like, it felt like I had a race before in the middle of my, before this hurricane heat and after my super, I had like my own little scavenger hunt race that I had to go do um, which made it very uh, a very unique experience for me. Um, it was a, an awesome experience. I, you know, met some awesome Cryptea. You know, obviously one of the, my favorite part of the entire thing was uh, Master Chaz. 
uh, he had us take some duct tape and uh, fold it over, and we had to carry those paver stones as a team, uh, two by two by two. Each of us carried our. We had like six paver stones stacked on top of each other. The paver stones, you know, each of us carried a band of this duct tape that basically we created a strap and we carried each other's straps to symbolize, you know, sometimes we don't know what's going on, the weight that somebody else is carrying. And so there yeah. was, you know, if anybody's ever done any, any events with him, you know, there's always just more than just a, a meaning of strength. You know, there's also this mental side of it and just really connecting with each other. And I mean, like that kind of stuff just gets me kind of choked up. And that's the stuff that made me, it's one of the re things that made me fall in love with endurance races. I was just like, this is more than just me physically getting out here. This is more than just mental. This is me really starting to understand that how, what teamwork really is about. Like teamwork's really not just working as a team, but it's really understanding, you know, hey, what's your weakness? Hey, here's my weakness. Hey, let's, I've got some strengths. You've got some strengths. Let's find out how we can work together to make ourselves better, you know? And I think that's what community is about. And I think that's why Spartan is very unique. Yeah, exactly. And it does, it's, it builds that whole community aspect. And I mean, that's, I've only done two hurricane heats. And the first one I did was in uh, 2015 when in Seattle. And I can't mm -hmm. remember why I did it, but I mean, it was like that, that first year of racing. And for whatever reason, I think I got a free one or something. I don't remember, but I remember someone talked me into it and it was, it was definitely an eye opening experience because luckily I knew some people and they warned me ahead of time. They're like, look for the emails. Right. So I got the email. <laughs> I knew what it was, but it was, I knew everything I was supposed to get, but there was like one of the random things was it was, I think a, a three gallon bucket or something. Yeah. And it sounds weird, but it was some odd size that was like almost impossible to find. Like all of us were like searching around for him. And when one person would find him, because I was already part of the beast, we were like sending messages going, Hey, I found him over here. So yeah, I remember that, but it was also one of those things too. Like all of us, like the, uh, you know, you had to have the, the glow lights or the glow, you know, sticks and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And most of us had, you know, we were supposed to bring two. And I think I had six and had yeah. some extra waivers. And it was like one of those things, like all those little things like that, I had extra. Yep. And I even yep, had like that's an extra how I am now. Because, that, That's how I am now. Yeah, I'm always like, man, I got to think about the people who aren't going or yep. aren't going to be there or they're going to show up late or people forget things and, that and stuff it. like that. Because we had, there was one no, person who showed enough. up basically this late yeah. and we had to, we all pieced together all of our stuff to say, okay, here, you've got everything you need now. But it was, yeah. So, yeah. but I do remember like someone showed up late and didn't have their waiver and they made us start doing burpees and we had to do burpees until that person had their waiver signed and ready to go and handed in. Yeah. So right. it was, and then I remember the other thing they did, it was Dingo was the, the yep. trip to, and he had us line up. And of course, what do you do when you get into a line? You line up with all your friends. Yep. So we had a line that was just beasts and we're like, yeah, we're going to be all together. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, now turn to your left and that's your line. And we're like, what? Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So we were in it, like all of us were in lines and then, yeah, he had us turn to our left. So all of a sudden, instead of being in that line, you were in the line facing the other way. So you ended up with a whole different group of people. So basically, mm. he made mm. sure that none of us were with our friends. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's, that was that was tricky. So yeah. I, I, I get the whole thing of you always get that one person who usually it's someone, you know, like you, where it's your first time doing it. You may not have like all yep. the friends and like be on the Facebook groups. So you don't know the little yep. secrets. Like don't ask questions. Rule number one, don't ask any questions. <laughs> yeah. Rule number two, don't be late. You know, it's just kind of, yep. you know, so yeah. So yeah, no, I was a complete, complete novice at it. And funny enough, all of, funny enough in all, in all of this, obviously it made me fall in love with it. Uh, 
I have to get duct tape to my partner and we have to take this 12 by, we have to take each one of our 12 by 12 paver stones and we have to climb up the really steep that really steep hill oh, in yeah, that Las Vegas course but we have to we can only use our paver stones to go up the hill well my partner who I didn't know at this at this time again being very green to all of this this being basically you know, very new into Spartan, this being my, that was going into my second season. Dingo actually was my partner and I had no idea who he was. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, it yeah, like, was... it like formed a friend, it formed a friendship like from the get go. And so like when I saw him, you know, this, this year and he was going to be the Cryptea out there in Washougal, you know, I was just like, me and I was excited. I was like, I can't wait to see, you know, like that, this is my old partner who like, you know, kind of got me, like, to really enjoy this stuff because there was definitely times where, like, I was just like, man, I don't know what to do here. And he was, you know, walking, talking me through stuff. So it was cool. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, he's I love Dingo. I did my first hurricane heat was with Dingo was a Cryptea. And then my second one, which was I did Seattle in October and then Seattle again in April. And when I did that hurricane heat, uh, it was the same thing. Bingo was my partner. So all of a sudden he went from being my Cryptea to my partner. And, you know, it was, it was a cool experience because all of a sudden it was like, I know you're a Cryptea, but you're my partner. So it, right. yeah. And I don't know if you've heard, that's where the pretty Mike came from. Cause Dingo the whole oh, Mike okay. kept calling me pretty Mike. <laughs> so, and then Ted, he kept calling Ted freak show. Cause it was like the three of us were like together the whole time. And he kept calling me Pretty Mike and Ted Freak Show, and both names just stuck. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, like I said, Spartan is a, a, a unique experience, and uh, you know, Dingo's always so calm, and that's one of the things that when I went up to do uh, the one up in Washougal is like, you know, I always want to. I'm not a. I don't feel like a overly vocal person, but I definitely want to make sure I'm leading by example, making sure that yeah. you know. No one's get no nobody who's on in in our in my group or in my with with me is gonna give up. You know, I'm not gonna let them give up mentally. I'm gonna be there uh, for him. I think uh, I think Tom was uh, one of the people who I had to drag over through the uh, uh, bike thing and scratched up his back and I think ruined his ruined his shirt at the time. I told him he good news. You're, we'll get a new shirt at the end of this. So. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. <laughs> but he had a pretty bad back at that point in time. Yeah. It, it's it's a fun experience. And like you said, I mean, the great part is, that, I mean, it really teaches you about community. And that's one thing, like, the Spartan Endurance has such great cryptea, great people that run it and are in it that, yep. yeah, they all, they'll push you to that point where you feel like you're going to break. But it's almost like they they know where that point is. So they'll push you yeah. that point just a little bit past it, but they'll make sure you don't actually break. And, yeah, I mean, I, like know, I said, it's, just, it's an amazing yeah. experience. You you see the people who, you know, like, you know, you see Tessa and stuff like that and these these other ones who are out there, you know, doing the, the ultras and then they're doing the 12 hours and they're doing the 24s. And, you know, I mean, I'm just like, by they're they're inspiring to me like i'm just like dude it yeah. you you can do it like you just got to get out there you know and that's why now i'm just like i just i just sign up and just sign up show up and then you know get prepared you know be, be prepared for the worst yeah. and you know just and have and have fun you know that's the other thing i always think is like you know what this is going to end at some point but just enjoy it yeah. i just try to be in the moment yeah, and I agree, and that's just kind of it. Is it was, I remember, like I said, doing that first one, and it was, it was tough because it was the uh, we called it the the bucket carry from hell because the whole we started with those three pound or three gallon buckets, and the first thing they had us do was go over to a pile of rocks that was right there at the the you know, the venue up there in Salmish, and fill them, mm-hmm. and then we yeah. carried those for probably. Uh, I'd say about two and a half hours. Right. Those buckets were with us everywhere we went. And yeah, we the, carried them. The, and, yeah. 
And yeah, then we went up that hill. The HX3, they didn't have us bring any weight. And everybody's like, oh, man, we didn't have to bring any weight. And I was like, that's not oh, that good. Scares me. That just means they're no. going to provide the weight for us. And, of course, they did. It was, here's, here's some empty sandbags. Now fill up these sandbags yourself. You know, and so you're filling yeah. up these, you know, 65-plus uh, sandbags, and here's your 130, you know, pounds of sandbags. Now carry them. You know, and I'm like, man, oh man, we're in for it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, if they if they don't tell you to bring weight to a hurricane, eat, you're in you're in for it. And that was it. Yeah, they had us yep. carry buckets for two and a half <laughs> hours, and then all of a sudden there was. Now I don't know. I was trying to think. I think 2015 was the only year they tried to have it, but there was one hill in the Seattle race that ended up getting like they shut it down because people were falling off the hill and actually like. Two people got sent to the hospital, and someone got airlifted yeah. off the hill. It was so bad. Um, we went up that hill with the buckets and did a, like, bucket brigade and dumped out, dumped them all out on the hill. So yeah, and I think I remember that year was, was very similar to this last year. It was very, very wet. That that mud yep. just sucks, sucks your, your, your shoes right off as well. Yeah. So, so we were trying that to get rid of some of that with the rock. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we did a bucket brigade up that thing. There's a video somewhere on one of the, I think it's on the Spartan Endurance. I think it was uh, – I can't remember. I think Tony, when he was still with Spartan, took the video of, like, all of us. And you can see me and Ted at the bottom grabbing everyone because they had to leave the buckets and then do, like, a chain all the way up the hill and then just start handing mm-hmm. them up. So – and everyone's like, oh, so you didn't have to carry them. I'm like, yeah, but – you would be surprised at how much it kills your arms to – there was a lot of us there and a lot of buckets. Yeah. So every single one of those yeah. buckets you you held on to. So, yeah, it was it was a fun time. It was a, a fun time. I'm not sure, yeah. And then the other one, like I said, with Dingo as a partner, that one was a lot different just because, I mean, Dingo was my partner. So it was like kind of right. – I had him there the whole time. And Dingo's very inspirational. He's one of those guys that will sit there and talk to you the whole time and, like, make you feel like after he's talked to you for a bit, you feel like you could run up Mount Everest. Just the way yeah. he, like, if he's your partner and he just, you, you feel like he could talk you into that, you know, and you would be happy to do it. Yep. Yeah, so. I mean, one of the things that I noticed about him is his, with him as a partner was I really stopped worrying about all the things that were going on around us. I was more really just focused on just the task at hand, and that's what I really started to really realize is, like, I don't need to worry about what's going to happen later in the event or what's happened so far. All I got to do is worry about is I need to – like, we had to – we had our legs taped together. We had our arms taped together. It was move as one. Move as one together. Move – same movement. I couldn't, you know, I'm a little bit taller than him, but I can't reach, I can't reach further than he can reach because we got to reach together, you know? And so everything was just doing things together and just being in that moment. And like I said, I think there's a lot of uh, things about the endurance races that are just more than just physical. You know, you start to realize the the sense of community that you get. And I think that's, where, you know, sometimes you get that out there in the races. I mean, it's just dependent upon, I guess, how competitive you are. You know, I've kind of decided on a lot of the races is that I really want to be out there and really get – I want to, I want people to know that I'm not just out there to just race for my own time, but I actually want to yep. be out there to make sure to help somebody out. You know, if I know how to do an obstacle a little bit better, if I can give them, like, a cheat that's a little e- – like, makes that – obstacle either that man i wish i would have known that you know like the hercoise i remember not even being able to lift the hercoise i got it up off the ground about eye level and i couldn't get it any further you know and i'm like man what is wrong with me and then you know i just i started watching videos and i started teaching people when they come to the hercoise and i'd be doing the hercoise and they're guys who are you know 200 plus pounds but they can't get the hercoise because they're just not using the right movements I'm like, hey, try this, you know, and then once they try that, I'm like, boom, it's so much easier when when you kind of learn techniques out there. It is. 
And that's one of the things that's awesome. I mean, with with Spartan, and I mean, you seem a lot like me. Where I mean, one, I'm bigger, so I'm slower anyway. But I like to help people. I like to make sure right. you know that other people are getting through the race and and doing it. You know, and that's you know that's why 2016. It took me 13 and a half hours to do the the beast because we made sure everyone did it and everyone finished. Yeah. You know, and it's. It, I get more reward out of knowing that I helped somebody else finish than just finishing the yeah. race myself. So, right. No, I totally, is, and I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. So you got a lot of endurance race coming up, which is good. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah. do. Uh, I'm gonna do the two in uh, Phoenix, and then mm-hmm. I've got. I'm only doing the 12 hour in Vegas. I won't be able to be there for the Battle of the Sexes. I've promised the wife a trip to Zion while we're out there, so I'm gonna cut oh, yeah. cut the cut cut it a little short. Um, and then I'm, you know, I've got some other events that I'm gonna do in between there. And then the next major one for me is uh, it looks like they moved Hawaii up um, into the middle of the month, so I've already signed up for the ultra in Hawaii. So that's the one I'm going to, I'm planning on doing when I go to Hawaii this year. So barring any tropical storms, they don't hit the island. (laughs) No tropical, no, no, no hurricanes, none of that. I'm getting all three this year. This is my year. Yeah. No fake hurricanes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. The one thing I was going to say, like when you were talking about the, the hurricane heat and all that stuff and the lessons that, one thing that I, I've always felt is sometimes I feel like Spartan and the endurance race kind of teach you life lessons that you don't think about. Like you were talking about, like Absolutely. focusing on a task at hand. And, and I feel there's too many people that are so focused on what might happen later and what has already happened that they, they don't focus on what's right in front of them. And I think that's one of the things right. Spartan kind of makes you, it makes you focus on what's right there because you have to. And it kind of, you yeah. know, it, it's a great lesson of, if you focus on what's right there in front of you, you're going to get past it. And then what's next doesn't matter yet. You'll be that yep. much more prepared for it. So, well, and I no. think you said something too, that kind of, kind of makes sense too. Is like, you never, you never know if, if somebody was an athlete or they got injured, yep. you know, you don't, I, we don't know what's going on in everybody's life. You know, even in this world of social media where things are posted, we don't see, you don't see everything that's going on. You don't know what's going on with everybody in their personal life. Um, and so yeah. we don't know what everybody's dealing with or what demons they're carrying um, with them, you know, and I think that's why it, it is so rewarding to just be out there and just be helpful to people and just be a friend. And, you know, you never know who you're going to come in contact with. I mean, you just look at how many people we've all probably friendships we've, we've all made all around the country you know, and some of us all around the world, yeah. you know, just because of, just because of obstacle course racing, let's just not even call it just Spartan. It's just obstacle course racing and overcoming obstacles and stuff like that, that we've developed some, you know, good long-term friendships. And everybody who I've met are really honest, decent uh, people. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No. Yeah. It's, it's a great community. So well, we're we're right at the hour mark, pretty much. So, is okay. there anything in closing that you want to say to the listeners? Anything that you know you want to? Yeah. Hey, just like go, you know, go go out there and do it. No, uh, you know, I mean, if it's if there's a, you know, if anybody has any questions on endurance racing or anything like that, I I know there's a a lot of the the beasts that are uh, that do them. Uh, you know, I think we're all here to help out and. Uh, Make sure if you're you're new to this sport, I mean, th- those are the people who I want to help out. I want to help grow this yeah. into more than just just a sport, but it is a really a community. And it's one of the reasons why I love the, the Sunday workouts with the beef and stuff like that. You know, just small workouts, people who are like-minded. Um, you know, we're, a lot of us are all working, you know, 40-plus hours a week, and you know, we just find a couple hours to just go work out together. And so it's, uh, it's an awesome, uh, community. I've been happy to be part of, 
be just, you know, just a small part of it. So that's awesome. No, I agree. I mean, it's, it's a great community. And I mean, if anyone listening to this, if you can get out to one of the workouts of the day, I mean, there's the, the Portland, Salem, we got them up in the South Sound, which is my house actually in Puyallup. And then <laughs> uh, they do them up North in the, the Everett area. I think there's one in Kent sometimes. So, I mean, yeah, definitely. If you can get out to one of them, get out to them and, and meet some of the beasts that you may not know. And like at the next race, you know, reach out and, yep. and meet someone new. And that's yep. one of the we're, great we're, things about this group. Is, you, yeah. You're right. We all become, fam- we all become family. So. Yep. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you for, well, I appreciate you having for talking me. with me, Corey. Oh yeah. This was a blast. All right. I would definitely love to have you again. And, Hopefully I'll run India at one of these races. It will both be at Vegas, but I think I'll be probably starting the race as soon as you're finishing your 12 hours. So. Yeah. Well, if I see you, I'll say hi to you. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Corey. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.